Okay, great. We'll start on Masechah Rosh Hashanah today. A um, couple of quick things about the Masechah, just to keep in mind as we uh, look through it. The beginning, certainly when we talk about Rosh Hashanah, so we usually think of uh, the first of Sishrei, which we uh, talk about as like a day of Yom uh, Karon, uh, right? The day where we do uh, Tshuva, where we Mamli Hashem as the king. So those, uh, those realities, as we experience them, uh, don't really appear in Torah at all. Uh, they, uh, they certainly the idea of having a holiday in the first of the seventh month, seventh month being Tishrei, is in the Torah in many places, obviously, but it's not referred to as Rosh Hashanah at all. And you see here also in the Mishnah, we'll, we'll see in a minute, um, that there's Mishnah says Arba Rosh Hashanim, there's four Rosh Hashanim, so you see that the idea of calling something the beginning of a year isn't uh, unique to the first of, uh, the first of Tishrei. Uh, so I have to discuss that. And obviously, but then at some point, we myself certainly does start to discuss the, uh, the holiday itself. This is the shofar and things like that. Um, one quick point of introduction also, uh, two quick points. One is the idea of having a year start for different things at different dates is not so unusual. Meaning, like, the first time you, 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 uh, you see it, if the... If the, if the Mishnah is the first time you're exposed to the idea. It seems very strange. Like, how could it be four Rosh Hashanahs? It doesn't make any sense. There's only one Rosh Hashanah. But the truth is, it's not true. Like, if you think about how the, uh, even like, um, on our secular calendar, like, when is, what's the beginning of the school year? So when there's the beginning of the school year, is September 1st. Everyone knows. September 1st is June 30th. That's the school year, or in America, or whatever, you know, Labor Day, maybe, like, or somewhere around Labor Day. So that's, you know, the fall is the beginning of the year. Well, what's that? September? Why should that be the beginning of the year? Well, there is probably an explanation for that, but um, so it's not so strange. In the business world, the fiscal calendar, fiscal meaning like business, the fiscal calendar also doesn't necessarily begin January 1st. There are other, you know, different ways to calculate uh, those types of things, and that, uh, that's also important to recognize. Um, so again, so the way we, we calculate different things, calendar is not always 100% based, you know, uh, one date, and then we should be so surprised. That's the second thing. The last I'll just mention, as I heard in this year from Rabbi Simon Wolf, just a nice uh, an idea that isn't a brand new idea, but he, can, he connected it here as a point of introduction, which I think is relevant, which is that um, in the world, there are certain cycles that are obvious to everybody, and there are certain cycles that are, let's call them, uh, more artificial in the sense either man or God made. Uh, so for example, the cycle of a day, that's an obvious reality, right? The sun rises, the sun sets, that's pretty clear that those uh, that exist, it happens every single day. Uh, the cycle of the moon, okay, where, this, where the, the moon waxes and wanes every single month, again, that's pretty readily obvious and that was you know, well known to people in the ancient world. And also the cycle of the uh, solar year, right? One, they didn't always know that it was Earth rotino, uh, uh, revolving around the sun, but, uh, but they knew seasons, right? Maybe they thought that the Earth is in the center and the sun revolving. They knew something was going on, but they could calculate the timing that they were well aware of. Um, so those are, those are obvious things, okay? Those are in nature. There are also cycles that we experience and celebrate that aren't so obvious. So for example, a week. The idea of a seven-day week uh, if you read the first few psukim of Parashat uh, Parashit, so then, oh, that's a very obvious thing to do. And our experiences that we experience life as weeks, seven-day weeks, but that's not as obvious, okay? Uh, those types of things. Um, the idea, if we just take one step further, Shemitah and Yovel, also. Shemitah and Yovel are also cycles that the Torah sort of imposes on us. Not coincidentally, the sevens that they come around. But, again, those aren't readily obvious. You wouldn't know where you are or the idea that every you know, 49 years we've gone through some type of cycle. There's nothing in nature that tells us 
that, about that reality. And we should be aware of that, right? Recognize those different things. So sometimes these, um, these Rosh Hashanah are somewhat, I don't call them arbitrary exactly, but they're not necessarily readily obvious from nature. Okay? That being said, well, uh, we'll hit it. It's a, it's, a, it's a Mishnah and a relatively short piece of Gemara today, so I won't take it too long. Arba Rosh Hashanah, there are four Rosh Hashanah. Uh, we'll explain it. We'll do a bunch of Rashi today, just because of the length. Nisan Rosh Hashanah Galim. And the first of Nisan, okay, that's the Rosh Hashanah for kings and for Rigalim, the holidays. But we'll see more about that later. Rashi in the top of the page here says, Abrei Rosh Hashanah, what does it mean, Limlathim? So he says, Rigilim Hayudim Not Zman Shtaruktehem Lishnot HaMelech Mishanasha Amad BaHamelech. So they used to um, date their calendars based on how many years to the reign of that particular king. Okay? Okay? The first of Nisan, that's the first day, let's say, of the reign of the king. And even if the king only came to power in Shvat or Adar, Shvat is the 11th month, right, in our Nisan to Adar calendar, Adar is the 12th month, so you say only a month or two before Nisan. Nonetheless, Kaltashnato, uh, so that's, um, that's the end of the year. Um, so once Nisan comes, the year is considered to be over. So how long has the king reigned? One month. But Nisan comes along, and we call it already year two. So that's the significance of counting for the Malachim, that we say this is X, now year X of this king, depending, so it's always going to restart on, on uh, Rosh Chodesh Nisan, as opposed to as opposed to, let's say, uh, saying, like, how long has this person counted? So, for example, let's say we all have... Okay, so you say, how old are you? So everyone says, well, I mean, depending on what my birthday is, I could be this number of years old. That's why you have kids in the same class in school, right, who have, uh, you know, are different ages. You guys are all different ages, not like something, but 18, 19, whatever, everyone's on a different schedule. Why? Because you're all based on, you know, uh, when you were born. But no one would suggest that you should sort of uh, have a, a random date or some random date say, okay, well, well, we had it in school, the truth is, right? So, in, uh, so we'll say, like, in school, I'll back up one step. So we wouldn't say, like, uh, you know, going into your 18th year of your life, but it's always based on, uh, September 1st. So I'll always call you, like, in your 18th year on September 1st. Wherever you were born in the round, you could be born in October, you could be born in August. But when it hits September, New Year. So you wouldn't say that individually. But for grades in school, or what grade you're at, like how it is determined by a set date, right? Like the school will say the cutoff date for you know for first grade is whatever it might be. You know, every school has their own different school systems have their own thing. Okay, so that's what we're having here from Malachim Rosh Hashanah and Nisan. Um, the first of Elul is the Rosh Hashanah for Maaser Behima. There is a mitzvah to separate one tenth of all new animals. Um, and that calculation, what's a new animal from that year, that would be determined by Echad Be'elul. Rashi says here, Maaser Behima, She'in Me'asrim Min HaNoladim B'Shanazo, Ala Noladim B'Chavirta. I mean, you have to keep track of what year each animal was born in, because you, you, number one, you have to give Maaser from all the new animals. But you also are not allowed to separate Maser from an animal that was born in one year um, by an animal that was born in a different year. So you have to keep track of the years. The uh, Chitiv, as the Pasuk says, Aser ta'aseret kol tuat zarecha hayotzei asedesh shana shana v'amamar v'bchorot v'perek ma'aser v'hima v'shtei ma'aseret ha'kadub v'nabar echad ma'aser v'hima v'echad ma'aseret ha'gan So you see that Pasuk, which literally is about tuat zarecha, which is about the grain that grows and also applies to ma'aser v'hima. Okay, so that's a chabelo. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon Amrin, Bechad B'Tishrei.
So okay, they disagree. They don't say Echad Dalub. They think it should be Echad B'Tishrei. Okay. So the first of Tishrei, this is our, this is the one we call Rosh Hashanah, right? Is the, is the first of the year for years, and Shemitah and Yovel. Okay, we'll explain more about this again. But again, the cycle of Shemitah and Yovel will depend on the first of Tishrei. Lunitiya, uh, also for Nitiya for planting. Rashi explains it's talking about the years of Orla when you plant a tree. So the tree uh, has an age, and after for the first three years, you're not allowed to get any benefit from the tree whatsoever. And then the fourth year of the tree, the fruits that grow on that tree are called netta revai, which means the planting of the fourth year, or the produce of the fourth year, and that has the status of ma'asr sheni, which we'll explain maybe another time. Um, also liyurakot, also for vegetables. Um, again, we must separate ma'asr from the yurakot. Again, you only separate uh, from those... Again, they have to be uh, separated from the ones uh, grown in the same year, so the Kabbalah date is Echad B'Tishrei. Be'echad B'Shvat Rosh Hashanah Le'ilan. The first Shvat is the Rosh Hashanah for the tree. Uh, Rashi explains this, has, this refers to Ma'aseh, for fruits that grow in the tree. Kedivar Be'i Shammai. That's Be'i Shammai's opinion. Be'i Shammai says it's the 15th of the month, and that's what we know as Tupishvat. Okay, that's Tupishvat. Okay. Very good. So we'll have to discuss all these different things and in the Gemara. The Gemara says, uh, When we say there's a Rosh Hashanah for the third, for the Melachim, the kings, for what halacha is this relevant? Meaning it's nice to discuss like the idea of having a Rosh Hashanah, but if there's no halacha, like nafkamina, doesn't really matter. Amar of Chista Lishtarot. it matters for documents. Okay, but having accurate documents. How so? As we learn in a Mishnah, that if you have uh, documents of uh, loans, okay, promissory notes, if they are predated, means are predated, they are postulated, they are kosher. What does that mean? It means that you always have a dated document. Why is it important to document? So different reasons why I want to date the document. One might be like this, because the terms of the loan are a certain number, a certain amount of time. They say, I'm going to be your loan for a year. So if I date the document, I know when the year is up. But there's also a very, more, very uh, important reason, which is that when you have a document uh, that indicates someone, lo- let's say someone loans someone, I don't know, $10,000. So along with that loan uh, is uh, a lien on the property of the, uh, of the borrower. Okay, and therefore, if the borrower cannot pay back the loan, then the, the person, the creditor who gave him the right, the balco, who gave him the money, he's allowed to collect ultimately from that person's land. So he could seize his land. That's that would be a legitimate way of collecting on the loan. The question is, what happens if the borrower sold his land? Okay, so let's say I want to lend who wants to volunteer. Kobe. So I lent Kobe $10,000. He has a nice house, okay? He has a nice house. So I said, well, I'll give you $10,000. No problem, because I know that if Kobe can't pay me back, I can seize his home. So, that's not, I'm not, so I'm not so worried. So Kobe understands what's going on. So Kobe sells his house to Jared. Okay, so now Jared has his house from Kobe. It sounds great. And I come back to Kobe and say, Kobe, pay me back the $10,000. Kobe says, oh, sorry, no $10,000. And I know you want to collect from my house, but I don't have a house either. So the, the law is, the halacha is, I can go to Jared and take the house. Wow. And Jared goes, what are you talking about? I didn't give you, I didn't borrow any money from you. It's true, but there's a lien attached to the house. So it's Jared's problem. This is not just in halacha, this is in, in regular or secular law as well. That's one of the things I always tell my guys. One of the things when you buy your first house, you'd be very careful, you know, people aren't aware of it. You have to do what's called a lien check. 
and you check to make sure there's no liens on the house, meaning that the people who own the house that you're buying from haven't taken out loans that are connected to this house, and therefore, if you buy it now, why does that matter? Yeah, question. Um, when you buy it, when, let's say uh, in that case, the money that Kobe sold me the house for, doesn't he have to pay back the yeah. lien? Like legally, according to... Yeah, but he, he blew the money in Vegas. I don't know. I don't know if he did like, But like right away, that's not like the price you're supposed to use to pay back like the mortgage you have on the house. Whatever, but he didn't. I mean, that's the whole point. The whole point is that, yeah, he should have paid back, but he didn't pay back, you know? He didn't do it. He was being bad. I don't know. He wasn't, know. He wasn't being responsible. Okay? So the truth is, so let's imagine, let's imagine that I, uh, that I borrowed, the, that, that we make the, I give you the loan on, uh, let's say it's, uh, oh, I don't know, the first of uh, Nissan. Okay, the first of Nissan. This is my borrowed money. I got to lend you the money. So Kobe realizes that, uh, that he has wait how many of that? Yeah. So I realized that Kobe has just sold his house to Jared two weeks earlier. And Kobe has no way to give me property of his in case he defaults on the loan. So how is Kobe gonna convince me to lend him the money? So he says, I'll tell you what we'll do. Right, what we'll do is this. Let's predate the Lundish star. Okay? Instead of saying the first of Nissan, we'll say the first of Adar. Okay? Jared bought the house on the 14th of Adar, Purim, I guess. Okay? And now when you come to collect from me, and if I can't pay you, you just go to Jared and take the money. I mean, take the house. Now, literally, Jared did a lien check. There was no lien on the house when Jared, you know, bought the house. But okay, so if we predate the star, everything will be great. So that's the, so the halasa is predated starot. If we can show that the star is predated, it's pasul because the ramifications for anyone who bought Kobe's property is pretty dire. Okay, but mu'charin is chirin. If they're postdated, that's not a big deal because there's no consequence to anybody if you postdate the lot. Okay, so that's why we care about nolasim and knowing the proper days, how many years, etc. Let's say a king rises to power on the 29th of Adar, which is essentially the last day of the, of the calendar year for kings. Once the first of Nisan comes along, meaning like a day later, so the, it's, like, it's like he had one year, and the next day would be the second year of his reign. But if he only took... Uh, let's say he's only installed as a king on the first of Nisan. Then he has to go a whole year. So the one day makes a difference of a whole year. Okay, depending on when he became the king. Okay, so far so far, that makes sense. Yeah. What's the whole point of counting the years for the king? Like what's the? That's just the, that's just the method that they use. That's just the methodology. So you have once you're using that methodology, you know this year and you know it was, it was like whatever the this date and this year to the of the king. So once you're using that method, you have to say, okay, what point do we say this is the new year? Because otherwise, you're going to get confused. Yeah. What would be a case where you'd want to be Why would you want to do it? Um, let's say um, I give a, let's say we're using a standard star that is for a one-year star, let's say. And Kobe wants, I'm just making up an example, okay? And Kobe says, yeah, I, don't, but I need more than a year. I'm going to need 18 months. So can we just post date this six months so that you can't collect until 18 months from now? Maybe something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so that's the that's the uh, that's the statement there. Makes a lot of sense. Omar Mars. Now let's reanalyze that. We'll get to a little bit of this discussion, a tiny bit on Amabed, and we'll finish up tomorrow. 
Um, so Amar Mar, Mela Shema Bebzim Ritisha Behadar, Kiban Shigia Chabinisan Atoloshana. Okay, so the king comes to power in the train of the Badar. Once the first of Nisar comes, so it's as if he's ruled for an entire year. Hakamashvalan, this comes to teach us during the page. The Nisan Rosh Hashanah So the first thing it teaches us is that Nisan is a Rosh Hashanah for kings. Because you see this, that the whole that the, the calendar turned over. Also, it teaches us the Yom Echad Bishana Chashuv Shana. It also teaches us that even one day in the year is considered to be an entire year. Just by way of analogy, for a second. So you guys are aware sometimes, let's say, like in baseball, so you have like September call-ups, right? So it means it says guys from minor leagues who come up for the last month of the season or something, right? That's the grass is going to expand. So. So when I was younger, I always thought, like, it's so weird. How can it be that this kid has been in the major leagues, let's say, for an entire month, but the next year, that's his rookie season? How is it that that's his rookie season? That doesn't make any sense. So there's some standard, I don't know what it is, in the major leagues, of how long you have to play to consider, for that to be considered to be your first year of, right, of playing. That's your rookie year. And then they have matters for records and things like that, whatever, or for contracts, whatever. Okay? So this is, our, I don't know what the number is. I don't know if it's a certain number of games or a certain amount of time, whatever it is, a certain amount. One day, certainly not. And, how, and what we're saying here is even the one day for the king, you might have said, like, you have a hobby, maybe he had to serve for 30 days, maybe six months, who knows what, certain percentage of the year. Nope, one day in the year is enough, okay? Now, but then the next line where it says, if you didn't uh, come in until the first, the first of Nisan, so then it's not considered to be a year until a full year passes to the following Nisan. So you see the difference. One guy serves one day, and that's a whole year. The next guy has to serve 354 days, and that's a year. That's obvious. I mean, we know once we learned that one day is considered to be a year, so obviously if it's Echab Nisan, it's very clear. Echab Nisan is a Rosh Hashanah, and we can do the calculation ourselves. We don't need that second line um, in that bright. So the Gemara answers, Lo, Sricha, it is necessary. Why? The Imnu Adar. The case, perhaps, where the king is uh, installed on the first of Nisan, the Chiddush is, what if they decided to make him the king on the 29th of Adar? But they didn't, just get, they didn't get their act together to have the ceremony until the first of Nisan. So you so Mount is Hema, Wama you thought, Nimdule Tartinshnim. Maybe we thought we should count it for him as two years, because after all the decision was made that he should be the king of the of Badar. So okay, so maybe that should count. Kamashwalan comes to teach us, no, that is not the that's not the case. Until he's officially installed as the king, it will not count as any service as the king, and therefore in this particular circumstance, since even though they they thought of the idea of the the Badar, since he wasn't actually installed at the first of Nisan, then it's uh, it only counts as one year when he gets to the following Afad the Nisan. Alright, Shkot everybody, welcome all the new people, and hopefully we'll uh, have a successful summer with learning Masat Rashana together.